Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Feedback and Insight, Sheer number 80. Uh, we are going to talk today um, about a sensitive topic, uh, so again it will be a little more explicit than normal, just to make you aware in the beginning. And also, um, you know, we had a previous Sheer about talking about enhancing the sexual, physical intimacy between husband and wife, um, and when when there is uh, one of them who does not really have a desire for the sex, and in that shear we made hagdama that we're talking about a situation where husband and wife the marriage is going well in all in basically all areas of wife uh, life in a realistic way, and just that this is an issue that comes up between the two of them and how to resolve it. Uh, this shear will be something similar to that. In the Hagdama here, what I'm saying is that, again, we're talking about a, a husband and a wife where overall their marriage is good, they're good people, they're working together on things, and when they use physical intimacy, um, it's it's uh, for the purpose of connecting with one another, and we're going to talk today about the ideal ways of how to go about connecting to one, one another and to avoid uh, the pressures especially when um, one has a higher desire from the other for the other and how to deal with that. One important point here is what we're used to in the when we talk about physical sexual intimacy is the traditional uh, way that we're taught by culture and truth be told in, in, in many aspects of Taira Hashkafa and Halacha as well is the causing and activating the pleasure hormones in the body and which the man experiences by ejaculating and the woman experiences very often by experiencing orgasm and so on. What one needs to know about this is there are um, dangers in that as well. So for example, it's science has shown that the biggest natural blast of neurochemicals that you can engineer for yourself is when you experience that sexual release of ejaculation by males and the orgasm by females. Um, that's the natural, most biggest blast of that. those hormone pleasures that you could experience other than, you know, drugs. Researchers have um, shown that when men orgasm, they took studies in, on, of their brain, and it has the same stimulation, stimulating um, reaction as one shooting heroin. And um, sometimes, this explains a lot, by the way, both for men and women, after experiencing these sexual releases, they sometimes have negative effects afterwards, and that sometimes discourages them from having sex too often. Uh, because it can continue for a week or so and influence how we see things around us. Uh, because right before and during those dopamine peaks as this sexual activity is taking place, everything is fine with the world very often, and you and your spouse experience a sense of euphoria and satisfaction. And um, But then afterwards, that level goes down. And then you see you begin to see your partner and your spouse in it with a filter, a certain low, uh, lower, um, you know, uh, feeling towards them 
uh, and you assume it's because you're annoyed at that your husband because he didn't take out the garbage, or you're annoyed at your wife because he she forgot to cook something or whatever, and they're totally unaware that a lot of it is a biochemical reaction. And we don't blame things on biochemical reactions. That's not the purpose of this, but just to explain how these things work. And that's, by the way, why men very often get very tired after um, they ejaculate and they roll over and go to sleep, sometimes snore. And, um, and it's sort of a recovery that the body needs after that high, uh, intense release of chemicals. That's the physical, biological reason why that takes place. Now, we talked about in the past that what he needs to do is overcome that tiredness, that fatigue, and not have that inclination of falling to sleep and stay up and be strong and engage with his wife um, in uh, the midst of Aina for, you know, a, a, a good time afterwards to make sure that she uh, is uh, gets what she needs and in the emotional and physical way. Um, but what it is actually happening here is his coming down to earth, so to speak. And that continues sometimes, not just that night, but it continues for a few days. And um, so, and women are a little bit different with that. Uh, sometimes um, the sexual experience with orgasm can be very enjoyable. But very often, as studies have shown with many women that um, subsequent to that, they do feel the ill effects of it. You know, it's like a shooting of a tremendous um, a chemical, uh, neurochemical uh, uh, blast in the, in the brain that once it withdraws and it goes down, there is uh, people report to have weakness or, or a certain downness or agitation or crying from just feeling down or a certain pain, sensations in the foot and so on and so forth, different types of things similar to PMS symptoms that take place a day or two or even a week later after orgasm is experienced and it affects mood swings for some people. And um, the truth is um, that the bottom line is though is that Tyra is Tyra and it is encouraged, the mitzvah's aina, in the normal, regular way of regular men ejaculating and the women enjoying themselves with orgasms and other ways. But the notion that the physical, technical sex of the ejaculation and orgasms, if that becomes the goal, and that is what the, uh, highly f- the, the focus is, it's very, very counter- counterproductive. And very often that is a project of our self-imposed standards of some things we do get from our culture, the utopia, that high that you people that watch movies, see in the movies where it's just like uh, a constant uh, uh, pure pleasure uh, on a physical level, which is totally unrealistic and not connected to reality. Now that does not mean that a couple cannot engage in these things. in normal sexual pleasurable activity. But truth be told, uh, many men after experiencing that high chemical high, you know, of a a pleasurable sexual experience, feel subsequently a certain low, a certain downness. um, And they feel less connected. 
and a lot of it is biological um and um which makes no sense at all really logically now the truth is everything that we said till now uh, usually does not apply in the first two or three years of marriage in a good marriage because at that point in time there's still a certain fresh excitement to that whole notion of being newly married and connecting in, in, in those ways and both being very interested, generally speaking, in the sexual realm. And um, what happens is that the studies show this, that after two, three years, even in the most greatest, most beautiful marriages, uh, there is a certain uh, drop in that when things go back to quote-unquote normal. And um, then you'll have these mood swings uh, and the relationship to each other changes and shifts to a certain way. Now, because of this, I did some re- research, and um, there is a mahalach that goes through a different uh, way of enjoying the sexual relationship without the ejaculation or orgasm being the goal of it, the physical, you know, that technical thing, but rather to learn how to enjoy it sexual intercourse in a very gentle way without necessarily orgasming and uh, in a relaxed way where there's an arousal but it's not intense with a certain calmness and the body gets used to that and it can be very calming and healing now with the people that um, promote this which I did studies on this is not what they call uh, this tantric whatever, which I didn't do much research on. I'm not sure if I will or if I won't, and if it's necessary or not necessary. That's uh, I'll, I'll I'll see how that takes place. But mo- from what I understand, most of that is some of it could be healthy. I have no idea, but a lot of it is unhealthy because a lot of it still focuses on those neurotransmitters, meaning. You have a, a certain sexual high in the brain, a certain pleasure factor that one has naturally from the natural sexual experience. And most of these, uh, what they call tantric uh, methodologies, and some of them may be connected to Avay I'm not familiar, but a lot of them is to increase that even more, to get to a point where you're mamish in a sort of drug-induced high, high state of pleasure. And that aspect of it for those that uh, that is the goal that's a mahalach it is generally very counter counterproductive and very unhealthy so we are not talking about those methodologies but the methodology we're talking about is from the opposite end of it which makes a lot of sense which we're going to talk about in that where there is a less of a focus on the orgasms and on the ejaculations and more of a focus on, um, you know, on, on, on an emotional and, and slow connection in the sexual way where you end up having more sexual intercourse. It's hard to get used to because you don't force yourself not to get too high or not to get too low, which basically shows and exhibits one to another a great connectivity and, um, and creates a, a special bond. Because the truth is, which is true. And again, I'm going to repeat, our taira is our taira, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with the normal sexual activity. It's even healthy of you, well, a man ejaculates when he ejaculates, and a woman, when she experiences orgasm, that's beautiful, perfectly fine. But the problem is, is when you're pounded 
as young people are these days, pounded by our society and the goal to have intense pleasure, intense stimulation with everything, not just sexual, but sexual as well, this idea of focusing and hyper-focusing on that is extremely unhealthy. It's sort of, uh, really a lot of it is medicating bad feelings um, and escaping, trying to escape. And if you're going to basically try to experience sexual intimacy after a few years of marriage, and I'm not talking about when you're older, uh, when you're, you're saying you're 50, 60, 70, when you're, you know, the drive goes down and it's different. I'm not talking about that. That's a separate discussion. But even in someone in their 20s and 30s, and they're young and they're healthy, after a few years of marriage, very often what can take place is the, 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 the disillusionment. And if you try to counter that by always trying to hang on by the chandelier to feel good and do crazy things, uh, your partner, husband or wife, either way, will not be up to it. And then there'll be a distancing from one another. So that's what happens a lot with couples as time goes by, even when they're relatively young, even in their high 20s, 30s, just a few years after marriage. What happens is very often in the sexual realm, they disconnect from one another. Why is that so? Because at that point, they, they go back to that reality and they feel either that these discomforts that take place after those high triggering of those uh, pleasure hormones, or very simply where you have a couple where one of them really wants to have the sex tonight and the other one is totally disinterested because they're overwhelmed or tired or whatever the reason is. And if instead of focusing on that sex as an idea of releasing sexual tension and that type of pleasure where very often one of them in many circumstances will not be interested in and instead you both learn how to align in a calm, peaceful and also pleasurable connection then the sexual activity could happen more often. And it's not just a matter of being more often, but being in a more stable, higher mood and feeling towards one another. And the quality increases uh, because you're focusing on what is important. So the idea behind this is it's not to, you know, the, 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 the secular studies that promote this, they want to totally eliminate or decrease uh, male ejaculation as much as possible and orgasms as much as possible. They go to that extreme, which is not the Torah view and it's not the healthy view. When it happens, it happens. When when there is an engagement in that sexual activity, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it between a husband and a wife, it's a good thing. That should not be discouraged. But rather, um, it's more of using this as a means of connecting sexually on those nights where one or both of them are not necessarily in that sexual mood, but they use this as an enjoyment of connectivity to one another and to get closer to one another on an emotional level. And also, by the way, this mahalach helps very, very much if you have already a couple where they fell out of the pattern of having normal sexual intimacy because one or both are physically not interested, uh, then this method that we are discussing now that I'm just going to make a second part to, to explain, it will help greatly 
to fuel and connect so that ultimately they can get back to that point again. We're going to stop here for a second and we're going to continue part two of this particular feedback.